Well, howdy ho, Ranger Joe. Welcome to the Pinfall Podcast. Yes, sir. This is our first Ring of Honor show. Yeah. Well, yeah, that we're talking about, yeah. Yeah, the, that we're that we're doing on the podcast. How'd you enjoy it? I thought this may be pay-per-view of the year. I thought this was fucking fantastic. Wild. It's definitely in contention. Um, yeah, I, I, it was a fucking banger from like top to bottom. I, and it, what, what did you expect, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it had more of a crowd than like an impact show, which is very funny. And, but the crowd was into it the entire time. Yeah, I mean, and how could you not be? I feel like if you're going to this, like, you know. The the only thing, the only thing I might say about this is that I wish there were breaks in between matches or, like, something to, like, space them out. Get spoiled by NJPW. Yeah, give a little bathroom break, a little sanitation break. But you know what? We needed that because... There was wrestling on top of blood at some points, and I was like, "Yeah, they're wrestling so on top like the of first um, blood." So like, yeah. Um, but this was a fantastic show. Uh, you had appearances from Adam Share, formerly known as Braun Strowman. Uh, FTR showed up. Diana Perrazzo showed up. Um, anyone else show up? Was that it? Well, there's like a lot of like video packages of like yeah, video and, packages. Like, congratulations, and shit. Yeah, um, but uh, super cool show and uh, very very sad when you think about it. Yeah, I didn't like the fact that like after every match, like it was just like hugging because I was like, no. Stop. Yeah, we're big angry men. Yeah, hug here. Yep, um, but so I am at a different angle today because I, if I turn myself anymore, it's just light. <laughs> so I've got to hopefully at some point too, my laptop will turn on my other laptop so I can see my fucking notes. But uh, the interesting thing was about this was like you you could kind of see where some people are going after this is over. Like it looks like the Briscoes might be heading towards AEW. Given that they're feuding with the FTR now, uh, Rox- they were at AEW. Yeah, Roxy might be heading towards Impact. Um, I know she's booked for MLW, but she could be leaning towards Impact, especially if uh, she does have th- that match with Diana Perazzo. T Rex, welcome. It's been a while. Really? Hmm? Hope you are enjoying your Sunday. Yes, yes, because we definitely, well, we enjoyed yesterday. Not. We had our We had our water being worked on today, our hot water being worked on, so we didn't have hot water for a couple hours. I haven't worked out today, guys. Me on the inside. I have some coffee. So, for those who don't know, this is our special Sunday show where we talk about uh, a random show, random event that happened uh over the course of the past week this week's was ring of honor final battle um next week i'm not sure what we're gonna do uh um, this week's weird 
the thing I was thinking of, it was like, oh, well, shit, like, um, my brain stuck. Um, I was like, oh, shit, we could just do, like, um, that Impact show that's happening. Throwback. Oh. We can't. We're busy. What, when is that? 18th. 18. What's the 18? Having a party. Holiday oh, party. that's right. Well, I think what we're going to end up doing is um, watching GCW's Blood in the Hills. Yes, that seems like a good one. Yeah. And T Rex uh, uh, asked how we would rate Final Battle out of 10. Mm, I don't know. A, what would you? You're you're more of the ratings guy. I'd say a nine. And yeah, I think a nine is probably a safe bet. Wasn't perfect. The first hour was. It was alright. It was pretty decent. Um. But uh, okay. So. We'll we'll talk more about what show we're gonna do for next week that sunday show but for now final battle did you take notes on the first hour at all um i took some notes not too many i mean the way i i've been trying to do the sunday shows for me and i guess for full transparency but um it's sort of like not taking the notes that i take on like dynamite or impact mm. yeah um just some beats and hearing that we can just discuss the match itself mm-hmm we go yeah um we didn't catch all the first hour the first match we got to was the hex and chelsea green versus the allure and miranda alize um well we saw the end i'm i I, walked out of the room saw like the five last five seconds of the righteous versus shane taylor yeah um, I, I literally can never say that right for whatever reason. <laughs> but the uh, the first one we'll talk about is the hex and the allure. Um, but my God, what a great show! Yeah, this wasn't my favorite match. I don't think of all of them though, by no, any means. Yeah, this was probably the weakest. It's either this one or the next one that was the weakest. Yeah. Um. Who was the girl? Uh, the last name was K. K. Allison K. I liked her a lot. She yeah. looked really cool. She's great. Um, really love a lot of the other people involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and Chelsea's uh, good. Yeah, sir. Really <laughs> green. Um, the finisher was a little. Uh, it was fine. <laughs> quite work out the way it should have yeah which one I'm gonna sound like an idiot because I really don't watch that much Ring of Honor um, because I'm trying to watch every other show mm-hmm. um, fortunately something slipped through the cracks but which one was the Hex was that with Allison K? that was uh, the Hex was with Allison K, and they lost okay the allure was the, the Dana Brooke looking girl, and then the other one. And Who won, technically. Miranda Alize. I always forget that Miranda Alize was part of this. Yeah. You know who she is. Yeah. 
Because we watched her live. Um, yeah. She, uh, she's, a, she's a really good wrestler, I think. Yeah. It was interesting that she wasn't the one who got the finisher off, in my opinion. Yeah. Because she's kind of been more involved in, like, bigger things. We also don't know the storyline that went into this, so. True. I guess I've just heard of her more often. Mm-hmm. The other girls, so it just would have made sense to me, but. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, not the best match in the world, but it was a, a good match, and, like, it was nice to see that everyone was into it, you know? Mm-hmm. Obviously, I can't speak from experience, but. Um, the crowd seemed very <clears throat> positive, I guess. Mm-hmm. Comparison to the one that we experienced, which was just a very negative crowd altogether. Oh, yeah. Uh, Was not pleased with anything. Um, So to see this crowd, it was very nice because, like, it seemed like everyone was, like, very into it, but, like, also, like, enjoying it. Yeah, it's the difference between a Maryland crowd and a Philadelphia crowd. Oh, yeah. You folks in Maryland seem awful nice. (laughs) Um, but yeah, this was a, it was like a decent match. It was nothing too crazy special though, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. It was, it was a pre-show, pre-show yeah. match. We were, we were desperately trying to figure out if there was a pre-show or not. Yeah. And then it did not make it easy. And then it clicked in my head fight TV that they would separate the first, the hour one with the actual show. But they they don't make it easy to find shit on their app, so... Fight TV sucks. Fight TV, NJPW World, it's just a nightmare. It's a minefield. Well, yeah, Peacock. Which, Peacock... You would think that Peacock should be fine, because it's like, NBC, you know? Yeah. No, that's also shit. If you want a streaming service, that's good. I hope that, like, when Tony Khan does, like, a streaming service for AEW, makes a good one. Mm Mm-hmm. Or gets a brand deal with somebody that... Makes a good streaming service. Yeah. All right. So you want to talk about the match? I I didn't take that many notes oh. on this match. That's what I did. Um. So after that match, we had the bouncers, world famous CB, Flip Gordon, and PJ Black versus LSG, Demonic Flamita, Will Ferrara, Sledge, and Max the Impaler. Was this a, was this an hour one match? I think it was. Yes, because Ray Horace versus Dragon Lee was the first match. Right, right, right. Um, this was kind of a banger, I thought, in my opinion. It was decent. It was decent. You don't love it? No, I didn't love it so much. Um, yeah, it's... It was a lot. I didn't realize it was 10-man until like I was like counting, and I was like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys. Um, Xy Impaler goes to fight one of the guys on the bouncer's side. Um, Beer City Bruiser interferes with that. Sledge actually gets in himself. The situation. I loved Sledge because Sledge walked out with his like little graphics card thing that like said like Momhausen's favorite wrestler. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> like, Dan Hathen was a commentator for this. Yeah. I love that. Because, like, 
could you not want to see Danhausen? And it's so sad that like it's so sad that like Dan's Danhausen's like I don't know why I call him Dan. Um, but Dan. that Danhausen is <laughs> Dan, you know. <laughs> that Danhausen's injured. It's sad that Chris Dickinson is injured. It's sad that Bendito had to miss this. It's like worst fucking timing for a lot of these guys. Mm-hmm. Very sad. Yeah. Um. It. I, I mean, we we've seen LSG do a little stuff on AW, so that was exciting to see to get to see him again here. Um. We saw him when we went to see um before Dishonor too, which I really I like him a lot. I think he's got lot in the way of like following Lee Moriarty. Yeah. Opinion. I think we saw we saw world famous CB as well and Flip Gordon yeah. and PJ Black. A lot of these guys because there was a battle royale. Yeah. Like Demonic a rumble. So. Yeah. Flamita was involved in a match at the, the end. Four-way for the yeah. world title. Yeah. It was uh it was him, Brody King, um Bandito and who's the other one? Who's the, who's the fourth? I don't remember now. Sure. Bandito, Brody King, Monic Flamita. <laughs> Why is you it? You can put not? any name down. I'm going to say yeah, sure. Wasn't Josh Woods? Wasn't Gresham? Wasn't Dragon Lee or Ray Horace? Who the fuck was it? Because yeah, Luke and Gresham had their own match. What the fuck? Was it... It wasn't Kenny King or Shane Taylor. No. Um... Was it EC3? Maybe? I feel like... EC3, I feel like, was there. Was he in that match, though? No, because he... I think he was. The Fatal 4-Way Elimination match? Yeah. It didn't, yeah, because he got eliminated like first, I think. Yeah, okay. I think that's why we don't remember him being there. (laughs) Yeah. He walked out with the Um, chair. For freaking heck. Gosh dang. You guys don't want to swear the cats here. (laughs) So, hey guys, if you like our special co-host, Pepita... Consider donating to your local animal shelter this winter because a lot of them are going to be asking for donations nowadays. It's always nice because there's a lot of animals that need help. Yeah. And little Pepita was a rescue, so they like nice. her. But also, don't give a don't give a pet as a Christmas gift. I said donate to pet shelters. No, I I'm also adding on to that by saying don't give somebody a pet for Christmas. Yeah. Um, I know that we're donating a lot of food this year because we have a lot of Pepita food, so. Yeah. Buy, buy, buy a bag of dry food. There you go. That's the fucking word I was trying to say. <laughs> okay. All right. So. the cat. Thought about it. Did you, um, did you take any notes on this? I've been going through my notes. Oh, have you? Yes. Uh, oh. Oh yeah. Okay. Not just making small talk. I thought we were. I thought we were having a nice chat. We were having a nice chat, but it was based on my notes. Okay. Um, also, this is the weakest espresso I think I've ever made. Um, it? Yeah, it's because I, I stopped measuring shit because I'm mm. an asshole. Oh, wait. Were, were we supposed to do the news? No, we don't do news. Um, oh. Okay. Oh. All right, guys. 
I'm doing the news on a pay-per-view. <laughs> Long enough. Mm-hmm. We have to eat dinner at some point today. Um, CB gets um, powerbombed by Flamita. And Bruiser slams him. Max slams into Bruiser. It's one of those things where it's like, oh, everyone's a fucking, you know, one after the other. And then Max it gets... It, or it ends up just being Max and Brian Malonis. Um... Max destroys Malonis. Yeah. Um, they then unload CB from the ring. Mita then stops a second dive from PJ Black. And finally, a super Canadian destroyer from PJ Black to LSG gets them the win, which was fucking painful looking. And I didn't like any minute of that. Mm-hmm. It's like... LSG like landed so far up on his neck. I was like, "Did <laughs> is he okay? Is he going to walk out of here?" But I like this match a lot. I thought this was a lot of fun and it was a good way to. And I know I, I was thinking I was like, you know, there was a lot of like multi-man tag matches. I understand why? Yeah. There's. A lot of people that they probably were like, well, we want you to have like a final match. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a good match. It was very good. Um, and then after that, we started the the main event, uh, Dragon Lee versus Ray Horace. Not for any title or anything. But this match was so much fun. This was a lot of fun. This was like a great. I mean, if you if you didn't watch the pre-show, this was a great way to walk into the first, you know, the beginning of this yeah. pay-per-view. Which I don't know why you wouldn't watch. I mean, if if you can't watch the pre-show, but it's free. First hour is free. I don't know. I like the pre-show as like my like little warm-up. Yeah. Like, especially if since uh, you couldn't see Danhausen otherwise. Exactly. Um. Yeah, so we get a massive punch to Lee. Lee counters with a backbreaker, hits him again with one. Um, and his backbreakers? Oh my god. Mean. Mean looking. Oh yeah. So nice. Oh yeah. Um, Horace and Lee end up really going fist to fist for a little bit. There's a snap German to Horace. A standing Spanish fly to Horace, which I think is probably maybe one of my favorite wrestling moves. I think that's one of the coolest ones. Mm-hmm. Just like... From a standing base, and you get like you have to flip totally around. Like it doesn't logistically, it doesn't work out in my head. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. Oh. Um, a massive DDT to Dragon Lee and a front face lock into a big old brain buster. Dragon Lee um ends up winning this match. Um, I thought that this was a very cool match. I was. This got me so excited for everything else. Like, I mean, obviously the pre-show did, but like, it's got me pretty pumped up. Yeah, definitely. Um, how did you feel about it, Marcus? I mean, I really love um, Dragon Lee. We we saw him. Um, did we see him at uh, Death Before Dishonor? I'm almost positive we did. Was he teaming with Roosh? I think he was teaming with Roosh. 
I think that I don't remember any of the matches that happened at Death Before Dishonor besides the Royal Rumble kind of deal. Right. Um, what do they fucking call their Royal Rumble thing? Uh, let me let me let me tell you. Let me tell you. Sixteen man honor rumble. Oh, the honor rumble. Okay, that's yeah. that's what I was thinking of. Uh, so let's see. Um. Yeah, so, okay, so it wasn't uh, Rouge, but it was Sheen Taylor Promotions versus La Faction Ingobernable with uh, Dragon Lee, Kenny King, and La Bestia del, del Ring. Oh, okay. I remember that now. Yeah. That was, like, a really weird match in, like, terms of, like, how the fans were. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um... I do remember. Was that was that when we was that when we got Demonic Flamita? No, Demonic Flamita was the main event. Oh yeah, God fucking. Uh, that that was the match where um Dragon Lee like uh, was thrown over the barrier. Um, Roosh yeah, was... because then Dragon Lee just sat there. Yeah, he sat in the, like in the seat. Mm-hmm. Just like waited for a little bit. He was like, yeah. I don't give a fuck. And Roosh did show up. He he. Oh was on the yes. Yeah. Yeah. Remember vaguely. Mm-hmm. It was a very weird night. That was a very weird <laughs> evening. Yeah. Um. But after that match, we got the first of the the little videos from Ring of Honor alumni, starting with Eddie Edwards. Uh, he says, thank you to the fans supporting Ring of Honor. Thank you to Ring of Honor for giving me a chance when no one else would. You guys have changed this business and will never be the same. So then, we got Dalton Castle versus Rhett Titus versus Joe Hendry versus Silas Young for the Ring of Honor television title. This was so fucking fun. It was. I didn't expect it to be very fun, but it was. It was amazing. I I mean, first of all, I don't know where Dalton's gonna end up, but like, oh yeah, I hope it's somewhere they can watch on TV. I I hope he still has his boys with him. Sure, keep it. <laughs> um, I I I don't know where Rhett Titus is gonna show up because he's aged. Um, isn't he? Isn't he like a veteran? I mean, AEW is... He's 34. Oh, he's so really? Old, not old. Yeah. Oh. Um, I could see Red Titus going basically wherever uh, Jonathan Gresham goes. I wouldn't be shocked if he goes to Terminus. Yeah. All the people in the Foundation go to Terminus. Yeah. That would only make sense to me. Yeah. Except um, Josh Woods. Josh Woods should just go to MMA, honestly. Woods is like, he looks like an MMA fighter. Yeah. Um, this match was so much fun because you, you, you got a nice storyline with it with Dalton Castle and Joe Hendry. Um, like, even not knowing the Ring of Honor storylines, we got the vibe. We, we understood what was happening. Um, yeah. They... 
They did a really good job with this match. Wasn't wasn't Joe Hendry kind of a surprise addition? Was he? Thought so. I could have sworn he was being obnoxious on Twitter about it. I have no clue. He seems like the type that would be kind of obnoxious, and I'd love that. <laughs> um, really. No. Uh, Miriam said Joe Hendry was announced this past Tuesday. Okay. I would have thought. Thank you, um, Miriam. I do love Joe Hendry, though. I think he's like the cutest little thing in the world. Apparently, he was a last minute surprise to irk Dalton Castle specifically. <laughs> hey! I love that then. Um, so, Dalton just fucks off in the beginning. Oh. Oh, no. What? Here. Hmm? <laughs> Sorry. I didn't know if I fucked up the call. I, I popped out the... Tried to pop out the call, and when I did, it went away. Like, it went black. Oh. The actual pop-out screen went black, and I was like, I fucked something up. Mm-hmm. Um, Dalton just fucks off in the beginning of this match. <laughs> Um, we get a big suplex from Dalton, though, to Silas once he gets back in. Um, Brett, however, takes advantage of Dalton kind of, like, for lack of a better word, peacocking in the middle of the ring. <laughs> um, he tries to roll up Silas. Silas gets free. He cannibals onto Rhett. Uh, there's a nice catch suplex, though, to Rhett from Castle. And, like, that's the other thing that I think is, like, really cool about Dalton Castle, that, like, think Ring of Honor got really lucky with in terms of the fact that they have so many loyal people in general but like just to Dalton as an example it's like he's got the attitude yeah the like it's interesting to watch mm-hmm. but he's also like an incredible wrestler like it, it's they've got a lot of full packages Ring of Honor I think you know I don't know if that makes sense no, oh, yeah, yeah, it does. Especially like, like uh, Lee Moriarty was a full package. It was a full package of Ring of Honor. Um, Brody King, Jonathan Gresham. Um, Even going further back, Adam Cole. Adam Cole, yeah. Very much a full package. Kevin when... Steen. Yeah. El Generico. Yeah. Um. At one point, Brett goes to crossbody Joe Hendry. Joe Hendry just catches him. And, um, slams him on the ground. Drops him. That was very funny. Um, <laughs> also, Joe Hendry, like, I'm surprised I've never heard of this dude before. It's, yeah, it's I impressive. Heard, I haven't heard of him either. It's interesting, because you do the, ra- the rankings. Yeah. So if that doesn't stick out to you, then. I mean, I, mean I, I see names, but none of them click at all. But I feel like if you'd seen something enough or, like, heard about it enough in addition, you would have been like, oh. Yeah. Um, Andrew then fucking catches Brett, catches Silas in his arms. Like, he's just holding two fucking dudes. And fucking suplexes them. 
Yeah. He's a big boy. Deceptively big. Mm-hmm. Um, Dalton tries to take advantage of Hendry, though. Hendry doesn't care for that shit. Um, Dalton then hits Silas with the bangerang, and Hendry hits Dalton with a title. You do. Mm-hmm. Um, then, loyal, loyal friend, Dak Draper, is out of nowhere and attacks Mr. Hendry. Ends up being Rhett and Silas. Silas, um, Silas was like fucking around with a turnbuckle, I think. And uh, Rhett Titus rolled him up to win. I'm not mistaken, I believe that's how that ended. Kinda, yeah, I think so. Could be wrong. Hmm? Could be wrong, but I'm not sure. It's it's kinda how I remember it. Um after that we had a uh, hangman page calling in. He says, Ring of Honor allowed me to see wrestling as a full-time job. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I want to send my well wishes to everyone there. I hope the future holds the best for you. Uh, But then we get Brian Johnson, a.k.a. Mecca, versus Josh Woods. Uh, But Brian Johnson comes out and says, Shut up. This has been the best wrestling on the planet. You can consider yourself an American dragon, an octopus, a punk. Tonight is for you. To all of you, I have one thing to say. Get bit. It will always be Mecca versus everybody. And this match was so good. I, I just my my one thing is I just wish Josh Woods had more of like a personality. Yeah, I get that. At least in the room. Um, Um, yeah, so we get the two, first two rope breaks pretty quickly going into this. Um, it's also so funny because Ryan Johnson is like somewhat generic looking in that I didn't realize that he was he was until I realized who he was when mm-hmm. he came out with those fucking like knee pads at his ankles. Like, oh... Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I you print down now. <laughs> um, Johnson fucking drives Woods in the barricade early into this match, and it looked fucking painful. It made me very nervous. It's like every time somebody gets driven into the barricade, now I'm just like thinking of Ivar from the Viking Raiders, and I'm like, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, Johnson just fucking destroys Woods for a little while. Um, there's. Sort of a botched superplex to Johnson, though, from Woods. It was, like, kind of... It's it's hard to explain. It was just, like, really... It looked very wonky. Um, Very heat of the moment. But there's a bell clap to Johnson. He, however, suplexes both himself and Woods to ringside. And by that, I mean, like, he, like, lifts Woods overhead and then gets pulled down in the weight. Mm -hmm. Also very scary to me. Um, the third rope break goes to Johnson. Hits a backwards elbow to Woods. And now he's yeah, out of front. rope breaks, right? That means he's out of rope breaks if it's the third one. Right, right. That was the final rope break. Um, then get a front face lock, and 
uh, whatever finisher uh, Johnson has. I don't know what it was. Um. Oh, um. I feel like I can picture it, but I I can't describe it right now. Oh, he hits his finisher, does not win. Ends up grabbing the title, um, which the ref immediately is like, please don't do that. Um, then he tries to undo a turnbuckle. Oh, that's what happened in the Silas Rhett Titus match. Well, the four man match. Silas went to fix a turnbuckle cover that had like kind of flipped up like weirdly. Yeah. And Rhett Titus like rolled him up off of that. That's what happened. Thank you. No, I'm saying thank you. I'm th- saying thank you in my notes. <laughs> Um, but Woods um, hits him with a backwards suplex. Um, then Johnson gets his brass knuckles. Still, and I not get the pin. But was that um, brass and, knuckles? Because it it legit looked like like a like a paper that was like just wrapped in a circle. It didn't look like any it, kind of brass knuckles. Assumed it was brass knuckles because like was around his knuckles i mean they said he's got his knucks but like it's just it looks like paper or a fucking fabric or something it didn't look strong because they're like insulated <laughs> he doesn't want them to get cold paper knucks yeah paper knucks um woods however submits johnson to win for him yeah. um um so Josh Woods is now, until further notice, the final pure wrestling champion. And then we get a uh, video from Jimmy Jacobs. He says it was such an exciting time. The fans were rabid. It was guys changing the wrestling business. Uh, by My room was dubbed the Scrub Room. We would stay up all night until our 6 a.m. flights. Uh, in a few years, it would be our business. All those guys went on to do amazing things. Just kids following their dreams. All of that wouldn't be possible without Ring of Honor. I want you to enjoy Ring of Honor one more time. Um, then we got a video package for Kenny King versus Shane Taylor. Leading up to an amazing match between Shane Taylor and Kenny King. This was bonkers and they beat the hell out of each other. Um, I felt like this was like further into the. Oh. Yeah. Um. So. Shane kind of throws Kenny around for a little while. Uh, early on, we get some "Please Don't Die" chants, which I thought was fucking hilarious because I was like, <laughs> "Oh, okay." Well, early um, for and. That. <laughs> but it wasn't because like. Right after that, they were, like, they were setting up for a superplex into a bunch of tables. Mm-hmm. I was like, we're in like, the first three minutes of the match. What the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Yeah. I was shocked that nobody bled. Yeah. And funny enough, the first person to bleed, and the, the only person to bleed in this entire, uh, entire night was Mark Briscoe. Oh, no, Jay Briscoe. One of the two of them. Yeah. Like, this is probably the match where I was going to be like, oh, somebody's going to come away bleeding. They've got to. Oh, if, if anything, someone got a broken spine. Yeah, I guess maybe the internal bleeding is there. Um, we get some Kendos out. Kenny gets tossed into a trash can. We get a capoeira kick. And um, then Kenny, like, lifts Shane. 
Oh my lifts god. Him lifts him up Just and lift. does a Death Valley driver. It's insane. Unbelievable. And I made a note of this because I had to. Uh, Caprice said something on commentary about, like, not wanting to get fired. And Ian Riccoboni goes, we're already, and then stops himself. He said, we're <laughs> already fired. I was like, I mean, yeah, but like. <laughs> um, then Shane starts going to work. He does some architecture. Um. Silly though, because Kenny's watching him do this. Mm -hmm. Kenny points at him and is like, "What's this man doing?" Um, Shane's like setting up like ladders. I think he like had two ladders and he was like setting up another one in between the ladders. Yeah. While Kenny, Kenny Kenny's just standing there like watching him do this. He he points at him and laughs while holding a kendo yeah. stick. Um, he ends up choking Shane out with the kendo stick onto the ladder set between the two ladders. Um. Then, like, crossbodies Shane onto the ladder, undoes all the work, kind of hits him with a man slam of sorts. We get a pile driver into from Shane to Kenny into the ladder. It, it was so great. Like, like they're, they're standing on, like, this ladder bridge facing each other. And then two... PAs come over and hold down the ladder so that it doesn't fall because it's like it's like one step and it's gonna fall. Yeah. Um and then <laughs> Kenny takes a pile driver and it's he, he doesn't go he like he doesn't hit the ladder. The ladder falls and his he just goes smack into the floor. Should have been the finish. Maybe Kenny was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Um, we then get a chair to the head of Kenny and a Marcus Garvey driver into ladder. Um and and that's where we that's where we finish. We finish with the Marcus Garvey driver. Mm -hmm. Um I think he actually hit a second one, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Or no, he hit this was the second one, sorry. Because the first one was the other one into the ladder. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was a fucking nutso match. Yeah. Um. And then afterwards, in the ring, I saw a picture of this. Um, in the ring, while they're doing the next video, a bunch of uh, their black athletes come out. Whether whether it's their wrestlers, I think Caprice Coleman was one of them too. And they all stand in the ring and uh, do the, the black power and the fist in the air. Uh, it was very cool. Wish they showed it on TV. Um, there were a couple things I wish they had shown on the TV too, and I was like... Yeah. Okay. Um, then we went to a CM Punk video. He says, I was a big part of Ring of Honor's past. Enjoy the business I think we all loved. The Ring of Honor that's today is far different from when I left. When I was there, it always felt like lightning in a bottle. This is one of those instances where you could, where you should be damn happy it happened. 
The business today would be drastically different if Ring of Honor didn't exist. I look back on my time there with incredible pride. It was a spirit I will always remember. Um, then we got a video package for Willow versus Roxy. Uh, Roxy says, Willow inspires me. Willow says, it's heavy to think of the possibility of having a title match at Final Battle. With the added element of the uncertainty cements the legacy of this year's Final Battle. I get to face Roxy. She's got heart. I've got heart. I've got strength. She's got speed. I'm as good as I think I am. Roxy says, I will win at Final Battle and walk out as first and last Ring of Honor Women's World Champion. Just kind of crazy to think about. They've only had one women's champion. That's really insane. Um, I, mean, I don't mean to tuck out the moment you talk about that. <laughs> Bye, guys. Uh, but then we get Willow versus Roxy for the Ring of Honor Women's World Championship. I mean, missing half the podcast in about five seconds if I can't get this little set up. Um, I didn't get too many notes on this. I, I also don't think this was the longest match in the world. It was a lot of fun, though. Yeah, I love Willow. I really hope mm. that we see more of her. Me too. Um, both in the sense that, like, on more mainstream wrestling, but also in the sense that watch more wrestling stuff with her in it, because mm-hmm. great wrestler. Yeah. She's got just, like, the sweetest little attitude. I love it. <laughs> um, catches Roxy in a cartwheel. Um, Willow kind of controls the match for a while. Uh, she wants the three amigos, but Roxy counters to her can run at a Willow. Um, Willow, however, ends up countering the code rock with like a pile driver of sorts, which kind of was one of those moments where I was like, oh, fuck, is Willow winning this? <laughs> I kind of didn't think she would just because like, you know. I don't know, it just didn't make sense to me. Yeah. But also, I was like, when she counted the code rock, I was like, maybe? Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Uh, I could have seen it go either way. Especially because Willow was getting all of the chants for a while. Yeah. It was overwhelmingly people chanting for Willow. Roxy got booed. Willow's just like, such a fucking character, I guess. A good wrestler. Mm -hmm. It's Not to say that Roxy isn't. Yeah. What he means. Um, I, I think Will has more personality than Roxy does, though. Yeah, I agree. Um, she gets a stalling superplex and a moonsault to Roxy, but no win. Eventually, Roxy does hit the code rock to the pin, retain. Um, I think that's when she started getting booed. Yeah. Um, I just didn't see Ring of Honor saying... I feel like it almost looks worse when there's been two as opposed to one because like at least one it's like well this person like was special yeah you know? as yeah. two it's like oh you guys really just didn't have the title did you mm-hmm. um but after the match diana perrazzo comes out uh she says roxy you have what has always truly been mine and i want it uh you say you're a fighting champion well i can provide the anyone in anywhere uh, when I beat Mickey James, I challenge you, winner take all. Um, which the all is the Ring of Honor Women's Championship, 
the Impact Championship if she wins it off of Mickey James, um, and the um, the Triple I forget the the name of the Triple A Triple A title, the women's title. Oh, Rana de Renas. Rana de Renas. That's it. Uh, yeah. So those are what Roxy. Or that's what's on the line between Deanna Perrazzo and Roxy. Um, I'm I'm kind of thinking maybe Deanna will beat Mickey to give the title to Roxy. Maybe. I feel like that'd be really cool because otherwise it would just be the Reina de Reinas Ring of Honor on the line. Um, I don't know where that would happen either. I don't know. If if Deanna gets the title, then it's an excuse to have it at Impact. That's true. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if they hold on to it over. Sort of like, sort to me, what this really feels like is like we're moving house. And we need to like put our valuables somewhere for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now they're just using other promotions as like their you know, safety deposit box. Yeah. Um. It's just. I. I we'll talk about it at the end. I just. I, I'm very confused as to how all of this is gonna. Now I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with with the tag team titles, I I think that's gonna be like fought over, on AEW. Because uh, AEW is no stranger to um, having other promotions titles on the line on their show. Like we've seen the NWA title or women's title uh, for grabs there. IWGP US title. Um, I thought there was another one, but can't remember. But yeah, it would be very interesting. And... Um, so up next, we have a video from Adam Cole, baby. He says, Ring hey. of Honor. Hmm? Hey. Baby. He says, Ring of Honor has been special to me. It was because of Ring of Honor that I decided to want to be a pro wrestler. It changed the landscape of our industry. I became the wrestler I've become because of Ring of Honor. I got to travel the world. It was cool getting to see a company change the landscape of what we do. I want to say thank you. Ring of Honor, it has been an honor. And then we get Violence Unlimited and Rocky Romero versus Taylor Rust, Eli Ice, and Tracy Williams, and EC3. What a fun time for Elizabeth. This match was great. Um, And Chris Dickinson, of course, came out with Violence Unlimited. So why why not? glad, Glad he made an appearance. Yeah. Um... First one we saw Dan Hasen, I was like, oh, he's probably going to be on commentary. Mm-hmm. But he just kind of came out. He was, like, just there. <laughs> I was like, that makes more sense. You're right. Um, I usually took quite a few notes on this. There's one um, move in, in particular that stands out to me in this match. God, I hope I... I... I got it, my notes. I'm sure you did. Um, I started really taking notes when Taylor Russ got in, and I apologize for that. My 
Who's trying to eat dinner too, okay? It's shepherd's pie. Fake meat. Hmm. I don't know what I do. Anyways. Um, so, Taylor Russ gets a scissor kick. Um, I believe to Tony Deppin. Um, Tony Deppin, my God, he is the funnest fucking person to watch. Mm-hmm. Most fun. Yeah. Right, I know English. Um, <laughs> He's just, he is so much fun to watch. He's such a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Brody King. Also, I feel like Violence Unlimited is like the slightly overlooked as like this incredible stable. Yeah. Really think about it. I mean, like, Jesus. Homicide, Brody King, Tony Deppin. You've got everybody, too. You got like some littler dudes who are like skinny and swift. You got like people like Brody King who are just fucking muscle. Chris Dickinson. Um, Dickinson, who's like kind of the in between there, where he's like not very tall, but also like jacked as fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, really, just I don't know. I I respect it so much. Um, so King just tosses Isom out of the ring, and then Tony loads EC three out. Um, EC three catches him as he. Dives and like suplexes him ringside. Um, then Taylor Rust and um, who else was in with him at the time? Who, besides Eli Eisen, who was on the team again? Besides EC3 and Eisen? Um, uh, Tracy Williams from the yeah. foundation. He, and Tracy Williams um, were getting just fucking beat up mm-hmm. um, by Brody after celebrating beating up Brody. <laughs> But that was really funny. Um, they're just like, hell yeah, like we did it. And then Brody King just fucking comes back from the dead. It's like, <laughs> not really though. Um, Taylor then, I wrote power tosses because it wasn't really a power bomb. It was like from the power bomb position, but he just threw him. <laughs> Which I guess if you're going to throw anybody that's Fighting on the violence unlimited side, it's probably gonna be Romero. Mm-hmm. Or um, Tony Deppin. Maybe Tony Deppin. But Tony Deppin seems like a little more wily. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, he power tosses Romero into some chairs ringside. Um side gets a fork. Which or I guess it's legal. Um <laughs> gets a fork and gets EC three. And then stabs the fork into EC3's armpit. <laughs> I didn't love that. It was weird. It didn't look like it was going in at all. Or like it was, like, looked like it was stabbing at all. It just looked like he was, like, holding it there. Like, this is cold. This is a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and then he, like, sticks the fork in EC3's mouth. And I was like, no, now I've got problems with it. <laughs> Before I'd just be ticklish, but like now I've got a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, EC3 then picks up Brody. Um, what the fuck did I write there? Anyways, he pile drives Brody. Um, a, a lot goes on. It's a very fucking frantic match. Um, Tracy Williams gets a cattle mutilation onto Romero, but Tony Depp and Coup de Gras. Coup de, coup de, coup de, coup de, Double stomps. 
Yes. <laughs> I fucked up saying coup de grace and I my head turned off. Like I just stopped being able to do words. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Tony double stomps. I'm glad I went through all that for nothing. Tony double stomps on to Williams. Um, then Isom Haluva kicks Depp in. Isom with a brain buster on the top rope, which was fucking horrifying. That, that was the one move that like really stood out to me. I was like, that is fucking amazing. I, in my opinion, I said, that's fucked up. And of course, it's a callback to El Generico. Mm -hmm. um, immediately, we get our Ole chance throughout the stadium, or I don't know, stadium, arena. Please. Mm. Um, I've got to look something up real quick. Um, specifically, it's what I think it is, but I want to make sure. Right. Um, Homicide finishes the match by getting a cop killer onto Isom, and Brody then bombs Isom into the ground to win. Um, and then shit gets weird. Marcus, would you like to tell us why shit got weird? Yes, shit got weird and confusing. So EC3 is left in the ring. Eli Isom is, is laid out in front of him. He says, today we pay homage to the past. Does Eli stand? We stand in a ring of honor. There is no honor in what we do. Their souls go into this and they get nothing. Uh, Dak Draper then comes out. He says, where are our leaders? Our leaders have failed us. Our locker room leaders tuck tail and run for guaranteed money. Uh, Brian Johnson then comes out and he, he gets an EC3's face. Um, EC3 then continues by saying, you have lost everything. You lost your job, your home. That's what makes a man like you so dangerous. This is a call to arms for anyone listening in every company. We can take back this industry. I offer you a choice. Control your narrative. Become who you're supposed to be. Uh, two guys in come out. One of them is Weston Blake, formerly Wesley Blake in WWE. Don't know the other guy. Um, he says, I suffer the public humiliation of being fired. I assure you, as good as God is my witness, you suffer for me physically. I can give you your freedom to control your narrative, you have to fight free the Titan. Um, Adam Scher, formerly known as Braun Strowman, probably going as the Titan from now on. He comes out and lays out everyone. Uh, EC3 says, this is not an invasion, this is an awakening. And then they carry everyone out of the ring. And I'm really hoping, because this, this was a little bit confusing, but I, I can see this playing out as a uh, NWO type situation. They just invade at, like every fucking promotion that welcomes them. I, I was actually quite proud of myself though because he C3 said bring out the Titan and I was like, Graham was like the Titan. And then I was like, I only know one person that could possibly be named the Titan. Mm -hmm. And then it was him. And I was like, fuck yeah, I did it right. You see, I, I, I knew it was Braun because Braun appeared at EC3's pay-per-view, or their, his promotion. Hey. Yeah. Um, I think like a month or two ago. 
but yeah, uh, and, and it seems like they're using like the same colors, like black and white, like NWO, um, just like invade every promotion, invade AEW, Impact, yada yada yada, just like trying to take down the authority, shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping they don't do what EC3's promotion does. Because they just, they only do cinematic matches. That's their thing. Um, so I'm hoping it's a little better than that. Yeah. Only cinematic matches. What do you make money off of that? Online. I guess. Fight. Fight TV. Um definitely watch it but i just and i just direct an action movie yeah <laughs> um so that we then get a young bucks video this one was pretty short um matt says some of the best years of my career were in ring of honor nick says they built what we are here today we miss you guys thank you to everyone and then we get one of my favorite matches. Probably my second favorite, well, just one of my favorite. The Briscoes versus OGK. And we saw the same matchup at Death Before Dishonor, but this one was just even better. Yeah, uh, <laughs> according to Miriam, EC3 stood on the stage flipping off the Young Bucks video the entire time it played. The dude is just full of anger and pettiness. Like if we He's get like, if we get like a cool NWO out of it, fine, if it works out. But the dude is just like full of anger. Really is. He. I mean, it's just like one of those people where I feel like he doesn't have like a humorous bone in his body besides his humorous wasn't on purpose it was good what i'm saying is that i just i don't think that he's like got a sense of humor at all i don't think that he's like got any way to take things lightly also once you've pumped your body full of as much of shit as he probably has Mm -hmm. emotionally things kind of get like a little yeah up so don't do steroids guys Mm mm-hmm Unless it's for medical reasons. Yeah, unless you have to take steroids, but like... I was almost put on a steroid once. Really? Yeah, but I, I almost had um, my asthma. Hmm. And then my mom was like, don't do that. And I was like, okay. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> do I know? Mm-hmm. Um, David immediately has to like come to... Uh, Mike's Mike's aide, Mr. Canellis. Mike Bennett. Bennett. Oh, sorry. Um, he comes to Mike Bennett's aide. Um, once they are ringside, Mark Briscoe dies out onto them. Mark gets knife edge chops, and um, oh, he hits. One of the two, I guess. I don't know which one um, of OGK. But hits one of them with 
the redneck boogie, which I thought was <laughs> okay. Um, but there's no pin. Then we got the funniest, like unintentionally funniest moments, in my opinion, which is Jay Briscoe's in the ring doing some whatever. And you just see on the far side, the ramp side of the ring, Mark Briscoe just goes fucking flying. And at first you're like, oh, maybe Matt Taven did something. Matt Taven's in his corner. No, it was for uh, the tag. Mike Bennett was in the corner. Whichever. Yeah. Like, Mark, Mark Briscoe just decided to jump off the apron. And Very far, too. Unless, unless Marion was there. Uh, maybe maybe Matt, Mike Bennett was there. And he just ran around very quickly to his corner. But it okay. very much looked like he uh, leaped off the apron to quickly blade. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you were paying that much attention to the Briscoes, please let us know. <laughs> Which might also be up in the air. Um, yeah, this gives um, Taven the chance, because this does distract Jay. Miriam said he just went flying. Okay. <laughs> well. <laughs> I hate the Briscoes, but that was like one of the funniest things I've ever seen because it was like, it's the humor of just seeing a man go, whoo, you know, <laughs> oh, he goes. Mm-hmm. Um, however, this distracts Jay Briscoe. It gives Taven the chance to roll Jay up. No luck. Jay ends up diving out onto Bennett. Um, there's a near pin to Taven, but Marie stops leave Jay. Mm-hmm. Um, then I think, doesn't Mike Bennett basically spear Maria? Yeah. He's going for one of the Briscoes. Mm-hmm. He spears her, and I was like, oh, in paradise. <laughs> Um, so Matt Taven gets up onto Mike Bennett's shoulder, dives out onto Mark, where we get the J driller to Mike. Um, but Mike kicks out of it. Um, Matt Taven takes one for the team. He frog splashes onto Mark's knees, gets hit with the J driller again, but Matt kicks out of this. Um, I think, I think the first Jay Driller, um, Matt Taven, uh, broke it up. Um, but then we get elbow drop to Matt, the Briscoes win, yada, 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 yada. Then it gets fun. Then we actually start having fun. So, yeah, um, Briscoes win the title. Jay stands in the ring and says, we love every single one of y'all. Uh, this might be the end of an era, but it sure ends with the Briscoes. Any tag team that wants a piece of us, we're right here. And then, the lights go out. Very long time. And out comes FTR. In my head, I'm thinking, oh, it's Redragon. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. Then FTR came out, I was like, yeah, alright, fine. Cool. Still good. Still good. Th- this would be, this will be an incredible feud. Yeah. This is going to be a lot of fun. Um, Daxie fucking screaming fuck you. <laughs> incessantly in the ring, I was like... He's like, I don't get this chance at AEW. 
<laughs> I love it. Uh, so they just beat up the Briscoes. Uh, it's broken up by security. Um, FTR at another point like decide to say fuck security and run in anyway. Dax decides to uh, beat up the camera guy. <laughs> uh, just all, all hell broke loose. Um, but then we get the final video. Um, the final uh, video from alumni from Brian Danielson. He says, this is kind of sad. I was in the very first show. If it wasn't for Ring of Honor, I wouldn't be there. I wouldn't be where I'm at today. Final Battle holds a special place. Uh, I lost the title to Homicide, and it was a very fun moment. You guys made those shows. I hope it's going to stick around. Whatever happens, thank you. And then finally, we get Jonathan Gresham versus Jay Lethal for the original uh, Ring of Honor World Championship. So Bandito still has the Ring of Honor Championship. Um, Lethal pretty much starts off by tossing his body around for sport. It's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of upset when they announced Jay Lethal, but... Um, according to Miriam, all the video packages except Hangman's got booed. Really? I could see the box. They're heels. Danielson's a heel. Punk isn't. Um, that's a weird one. But, uh, maybe it's just, like, getting booze because they're like, oh, you left us. Kind of what I would say. I don't know. Um, maybe it's like, oh, if you hadn't left us, like, this wouldn't be happening. But it still probably would because Sinclair sucks. Yeah. Um... So, Gresham crossbodies into Lethal, who hits him with a Buzz Sawyer-style slam. Did not come up with that on my own. Mr. Cabani did. Thank you. Um, get a torture wreck to Gresham after Gresham is flatjacked. Um, Lethal gets the hail to the king, but does not get the win. Gresham's moonsault, though. Can we talk about that for, like, five seconds? Because Gresham's mm-hmm. moonsault is pretty fucking interesting. It's yeah. so quick. Mm-hmm. I feel like... A lot of moonsaults, like, they're kind of lauded. Like, Ricochet is, like, lauded for being, like, he kind of, like, floats in the air. Gresham's is, like, quick and violent. Mm-hmm. Not quite as pretty, but still, like, scary, and I love that. <laughs> Thought it was awesome. Yeah. Um, We got a chicken wing to Lethal and a choke, but Lethal fights free. He counters with a cutter. Then everybody comes out. And... Everyone's obviously rooting for Gresham. Gresham ends up winning with the octopus, which I think is what's better than that, you know? What's more yeah. perfect than that? Yeah. Um, Jay Lethal taps out. Jordan Grace is there. Um, uh, Baron Black is there. And they're there celebrating with him. Yeah. It was actually very, like, I don't know. Something about it made me very sad. I mean, of course. How could it not? And then uh, he starts celebrating. They they fade away. Um, and we get uh, some text that says, end of an era, start of a new one, April something 2022, which is, I believe it's their super card. 
Um, that'll be the next that we see Ring of Honor. So. Nervous. I don't think it's going to be. Maybe, maybe it will be. Maybe it will be something really awesome. Well, let me, let me maybe see. Maybe this will be somehow worth it. Maybe, like, they'll still hire people back. They just don't know what they want to do yet. They have clear plans to come back. I just... I think the reason why I think that they will be taking some people back eventually is because unless they're moving away from like pure wrestling, I guess, mm-hmm. was a lot of their content. Yeah. Um. Don't see how you can get rid of so many wrestlers of all different types. Mm-hmm. You know, without. Who who else are you gonna fucking hire? Like you're not gonna do a WWE and just hire athletes. That just that doesn't make sense, right? And if you do, it's fine. But like, also, it doesn't make sense. I mean, I they could do like just get get indie wrestlers on. Just you know, hire per mm-hmm. show. Don't do contracted uh, wrestlers. I think you could do something really interesting with that. Just showcase great wrestling. That's it. Um, but according to Miriam, Gresham had an entire promo after after the match, saying uh, how Ring of Honor has won. It's been purified, and pure wrestlers have won. He then plugged Terminus, um, and he says that uh, his Ring of Honor title will be defended under pure rules. That's cool. This was the thing that pissed me off: was that we it was very clear that he was about to say something. Mm-hmm. Then they cut away to their like coming soon bullshit, and I was like, mm-hmm. I don't care. I care about what Jonathan Gresham has to say. I care about what's coming soon. Yeah. Months to tell me about that. Yeah, I mean, maybe they're like, oh, we're we're short on time, even though we're a pay per view. Hmm. Um. But still, really fantastic event. Um, hopefully Ring of Honor shapes up for April and doesn't just fall under the wayside. Yeah. And I hope we see a lot of these guys soon. Uh, Jonathan Gresham says that he is loyal to Ring of Honor, uh, and, and will stick with it no matter what. Uh, I think, I don't think we'll see him in any big promotion anytime soon. Um. Oh, I think that he's probably going to put all the time into Terminus. Yeah. Uh, as far as everyone else, I don't know. Briscoe's probably be AEW. OGK, no, no fucking idea. Uh, I, I think a lot of people will go towards Impact because I feel like Impact is more in line with Ring of Honor. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe. I don't know. We will probably see some people appear in like AEW. Somebody like Brody King would be fantastic in AEW, like if he was part of the House of Black. Because, um, I mean, Malachi Black did post like a Instagram post, like calling for what was it five people, four or five people, um, and maybe that's getting like Brody King in there. Uh, Buddy Murphy, or sorry, Buddy Matthews. Mm. Um, seeing the House of Black faction come in would be awesome. 
Um, I doubt Violence Unlimited will be a part of that, like the entirety, because Homicide doesn't seem like he'd fit in the House of Black. Um, I'm sure EC3 will stick with uh, his his promotion, if or, or do the whole invasion thing. Um, That'd be cool. I want him to do something that makes him happy. Yeah. And less style. Yeah. I could see somebody like Eli Isom go to WWE. I feel like he'd be a good fit there. Yeah, that's true. Um, Shane Taylor Promotions. Some Somebody's got to pick them up. And and Kenny King. All, all of them are amazing. But, uh, so that is our recap of Final Battle. Now we get into the bests of the night. But before we do that, before we do that, we have to, I have to do an update on the top 10 wrestlers in professional wrestling for this week. Or for, for 2021, but updated for this week. We're, we're wrapping up. We're getting very close to the end. Got just a couple more weeks left. And uh, some people are solidified in these spots, but we'll see. So, I think, should I do like a top 20 for the Mike Romeos? Yeah, well, that's what we did last year. We did a top and bottom, I think. Okay, I'll do, I'll do bottom a might top, be hard this year. I'll do a top 20, and I'll do a bottom 10. Alright, so, for the top 10... Number 10, and this is like ELO rankings based on wins, losses, weighted matches, and shit. Um, so number 10, uh, one half of the Raw Tag Team Champions, Randall Keith Orton. Uh, number 9, the... Uh, no, he's not a champion anymore. Um, the Bout Machine, Kenny By God Omega. Number 8. Sting's best friend, Darby Allen. Number seven, one half of the Impact Tag Team Champions, Doc Gallows. Number six, um, one of the best wrestlers in the world, Josh Alexander. Number five, the Raw Women's Champion, Becky Lynch. Number four, the WWE Champion, Big E. Number three, uh, the original bro, one half of the Raw Tag Team Champions, Riddle. Uh, number two, Universal Champion, Roman Reigns. And number one, the United States Champion, Damian Priest. There was a little bit of update since this morning. Um, I hadn't done the SmackDown results since we didn't, we weren't able to watch it. Um, so... That, that. I'd love to see. What? Um, pardon me. Stir my coffee with a pen. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna explain that actually. Okay. Um, I'd like to see like you do the rankings, but without the shows for WWE. That'd have to be done for next year. Well, that's what I mean. It just because like, wonder what the difference would be. You know. But you see, if I don't do the house shows, then I can't do, like, in-person but not televised events 
for other promotions. And I can't do like AEW Dark or Elevation. That's fair. Um, because they ever since Champa brought up that one line, the house shows are canon. He says he traveled around the world with the NXT Championship recently, and that was when they did their UK tour. Mm-hmm. So it's part of the storyline. <sighs> Those matches, even though they're stupid kind of i don't know it, it's like they don't know who people's favorite wrestlers are like who are fan favorites so they just put their champions in matches just have them defend the title like yeah. just give us good matches like fucking seth rollins versus finn Balor for no reason yeah. all right so Let's get to the bests of the night. And if you have a question for a question segment after the bests of the night, leave it in the chat now so it's there when we move on. So now let's go to promo. Let's skip promo of the night. Uh, let's do wrestler of the night. This one will be very tough. <laughs> so I'm gonna give you a few. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give you like three. Actually, this might be really easy for you. Um, all right, I'm going to give you three. Four. I'm going to give you four. Uh, Kenny King, Willow, Jay Briscoe, and Jonathan Gresham. Kenny King. Okay, that's who I was going to go with. That's who I thought you were going to go with, too. All right, cool. And now, we kind of already picked what our match of the night is for our top five matches of the week, but we'll still go through it, go match by match. Um, so for our match of the night, as always, we go from the worst to the best. And uh, Liz will say if she agrees, the best of the night. Yeah, well. So, worst match of the night, five out of ten. The Hex and Chelsea Green versus the Allure and Miranda Alize. And I'm going to speed right through these because there's a lot to go through. I think there's 10 matches total. Uh, yeah. Next up, 5 out of 10. The Bouncers, World Famous CB, Flip Gordon and PJ Black versus LSG, Deanna Perrazzo, Will Ferrara. Oh no, not Deanna Perrazzo, Demonic Flamita. Uh, Will Ferrara, Sledge, and Max the Impaler. Uh, next up, with a 7 out of 10, Violence Unlimited and Rocky Romero versus Taylor Rust, Eli Isom, Tracy Williams, and EC3. Um, next, 7 out of 10, Willow versus Roxy. Next up, 7 out of 10, Brian Johnson versus Josh Woods. Uh, next, 7 out of 10 as well, Dalton Castle versus Rhett Titus versus... Joe Hendry versus Silas Young. Uh, next up, 7 out of 10 as well. Dragon Lee versus Ray Horace. Uh, next up, 8 out of 10. Jay Lethal versus Jonathan Gresham. And next up, 9 out of 10. Uh, the Briscoes versus OGK. Um, that, that fucking... That doomsday... Uh, what was it called? The Doomsday? Oh no, the, the, the... 
where one of the Briscoes was on um, Mike Bennett's shoulders, and then Matt Taven dives out of the ring to knock him off. Um, was it Doomsday something? Doomsday device. Doomsday device. Um, where he he legit just took a floor dive just for that move. Matt Taven is something else. He's amazing. I love Matt Taven, even though he definitely looks like a mix of like LSG and Alex Shelley and Kieran Culkin. Like a little bit of Kieran Culkin, yeah. It's very confusing to me, and I like see him, (laughs) and I'm like, I know you, but I don't. (laughs) Um, and then because like that was the Briscoes' move, the Doomsday Devices Briscoes' move, but then the Briscoes do it right back, finish it, great, so good. Uh, but then finally, our pick for match of the night, Shane Taylor versus Kenny King. This was incredible. This was fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, truly unlike anything we've seen before, but it's very close between this and the Briscoes and OGK. Both are just phenomenal. All right. I... You agree? I was gonna say we talked. You, you went through this order with me, so I would hope you agreed. I did. Okay. All right. You wanna you wanna answer some questions? Answer a question. Just one. Yeah, only one. Okay. So Miriam in chat asks, "How do you think Ring of Honor is gonna come back?" Will they bring all their roster back, or do you think it'll look completely different? I think it'll be a matter of, like, sending out offers to people. But I think the first one will be, like, Gresham and, like, their lifers um, who haven't signed elsewhere. And then some indie talent. I think that what's going to happen is they'll bring... Yeah, I think they're going to bring back... Oh, their ...roster. Um, because I think what they want, what they'll probably want to do is find like the people that they deem marketable the most, and those people back specifically. The people that have been flying under the radar that aren't as loved by the fans, I think they'll probably just let go and replace with any talent that might be able to be their next Adam Cole or their next Hangman. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I just don't see them Ring of Honor like Ring of Honor doesn't have like the same like visibility as AWE. And it doesn't have quite the same visibility as even like AEW where it's like you're gonna get brand new fans coming in that are gonna be like, yeah, like this is like you know, they're gonna be open to things. You've really gotta bit bank on like your current fan base because they a lot of Ring of Honor fans have been Ring of Honor fans for a very long fucking time. Yeah. Um I think it'd be very stupid of them to just be like, no, fuck it, clean slate, all new people, you know? Yeah, and I I don't know. I guess it all depends on, like, what their model's going to be after. Like, are they going to do the same format they're doing? Are they going to go more enter- entertainment-based? Uh, something like WWE? Um, oh. <laughs> or Or will they be more wrestling-based? Like what? What are they gonna market? I think it's very I, much up in the air. 
hoping that they go more wrestling based, but I don't know. I mean, it, Sinclair's obviously doing this for a reason. Mm-hmm. They don't agree with something. Yeah. That makes me wonder, I and mean, that makes me worry. Like, what part don't they agree with? Well, yeah. Um, Do they not? Rather? Yeah. Yeah. I guess we'll have to see it come April. You know what? <laughs> Judging by the way time's been flying, April will be here by tomorrow, so mm-hmm. we'll have to wait too long. Yeah. Alright. So, to run it back... Oh, wait, no, it's too late to run it back. We're already done with the questions. That's all the questions we have. God, I am my head. We we do an early podcast for once, and I am just not here. Um, Liz, would you like to close out the show? Yeah, I'm realizing that my hair is, like, really fucked up. Um, if you tuned in today, thank you so much. And if you tuned in the future, thank you so much. Pepita says thank you. Pepita? I think she's opening her eyes at me. Um... Please join us on Tuesday for our WWE 2K20 podcast, where we will be talking about WWE 2K20. Just kidding. No, we're going to be doing uh, streaming. streaming WWE 2K20. That's what we're doing. Yep, on Tuesday. It's been graceful, if nothing else. Um, then after that, on Wednesday, we will be doing our Dynamite podcast, and then our Thursday podcast will be Impact. It never ends. We're literally always podcasting. Join us. Um, and this next Sunday's show might be uh, GCW, be our first GCW <laughs> podcast. So, be exciting. Many things. <laughs> I right, thank you all so much for watching. Follow and subscribe. Our Twitter, our our YouTube is the Pinfall Podcast. Catch up on all of our episodes there. All of the wrestling in your life. Catch up uh, to all that there. Um. Our our Twitter is at Pinfall Podcast. If you want to listen to us on Spotify, just search the Pinfall Podcast. Uh, and join us at the live show if you're not already. Twitch.tv forward slash the Pinfall Podcast. We love to chat with you live. I'm at the Mark Cameron. Liz is at Eliza Elaine23. And we'll see you all on Tuesday for WWE 2K20. Have a great night and weekend, everybody. Oh, I know. It's already the end of the weekend. Uh, Have a great Monday and see you on Tuesday.